As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Tribune Audio Network. From the cases of missing and murdered in the Midwest, we're digging deeper with guests who see these crimes from the inside out. This is Crime Chat. And here's your host, Toria Wilson. Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. You're not nervous? Facebook, are you nervous? <laughs> Let I, us know I'm, in the comments. I'd be nervous. But that's just, that just me. All right, Facebook, for everybody that is joining right now, we are going to set up a live recording of Missing and Murdered in the Midwest. We're doing a crime chats right now so that everybody can meet our host. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have questions, start listing them in the bottom. They can be crime related. They can be podcast related. They can be WQAD related. (laughs) Whatever you guys have for us, we're here to answer. Yeah. Uh, so, I will first start, though, with what was making the news last night was yeah. obviously Trudy Appleby case. Um, obviously, yesterday marked 23 years since she went missing. Um, and so, th- the family and friends held a vigil last night um, over in East Moline at First Baptist Church. And um, I decided to go over, actually. I decided to go and, uh, you know, give my condolences um, for everything um, obviously, uh, missing and murdered. The very first episode was obviously about Trudy's case and what happened and everything. So, to be able to meet them and talk to them, um, and obviously send you know my my thoughts to them was was a really nice experience. Ray and Dennis and um, the whole family they they just seemed like very very nice people. And obviously, you know, having yeah. this happen is just yeah. Because I know that you were talking about that when we were like at work that you were gonna go over there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so how was it? Was it intense? Were there a lot of people there? It was. It was that, a like, small crowd, but yeah. I think that it was. It was really interesting to just be able to see that there's still a lot of love and support for this girl who yeah. went missing. And what was really interesting is is that so uh, Trudy's cousin, she was, I don't even know if she was even like born yet, but she's 22. So. Yeah, Trudy went missing age. 23. So, <laughs> yeah. so Trudy went missing 23 years ago. Her cousin's 22. She just graduated from Columbia University wow. and created a 10-minute documentary um, about Trudy's case. And it, it was very well put together. They actually uh, released it on uh, uh, during the vigil. So we got wow. to watch it there. And it was very moving to hear the family, you know, because a lot of the times when we cover it um, on the news, you know, we talk to obviously Detective Michael Griffin from Moline Police, and then we also talk to uh, Ray Edelman, which is Trudy's uncle, uh, but uh, and, and Dennis Appleby, her dad, and so to get a little bit more perspective and see home videos of yeah. Trudy, see, wow, that's so cool. yeah, and and other pictures than you know the ones that you know and you know you've seen her or the yeah. enhanced ones where we see her as you know, an older uh, woman, but to see that was just like, wow. And you remind yourself like this, the, the point of, uh, of crime chat, especially is you have to remind yourself that, yeah, there's these awful, awful crimes that have happened, but they were 
people, you know, and I think sometimes when you do crime podcasts, you get lost in translation. There are some out there that, you know, oh, they, you know, poke fun at, you know, the situation and stuff. And so when I first got this idea to do this with Missing and Murdered in the Midwest, just just the crime episode itself, um, I still wanted to give an angle to where I could talk to family, friends, prosecutors, investigators, whoever wasn't part of these cases and be able to dive into the fact that these were people. Yeah. They had friends, they had hobbies, they had, you know, people who loved them. And so to have Crime Chat, that's the side episode that we're doing right now, to be able to bring that to the table and to give people a voice that maybe feel voiceless, especially mm-hmm. yeah. 23 years after their case yeah. or 10 or 15, you know, I feel like that that definitely is going to help hopefully maybe give a little bit of healing um, to those families. So that's kind of the basis behind that. So Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely, because people, I mean crime podcasts are popping up like crazy. I know. And you're right, like a lot of them don't give the same attention to the families and the people that are still surviving, yeah. still around, and have to deal with the tragedy every day and cope. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been there myself, so I completely understand, you know, just that that feeling of not being able to have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think that that's just the best thing to do is to be able to help with that in any way possible. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, okay. So let's back up a little bit. So the first episode was about Trudy. Mm -hmm. Second episode was about Adrian Reynolds. Yeah. We just released Carrie Olson today. Yes, we did. We released it a couple hours ago. (laughs) So what do you have to say about um, the Carrie Olson episode for people who haven't yet had a chance to listen to it since we just released it? Like, couple hours ago. Yeah. So, so uh, with Carrie Olson's case, uh, it was actually really crazy. That was not going to be this week's episode. Yeah. Like, we were not, that was, <laughs> Joe, I, I had a, I had a list, I have a, I have a schedule, and uh, I decided on Monday because um, the Rock Island County State's Attorney came out and reaffirmed Timothy McVeigh's conviction. Right. So what that means is is that Timothy McVeigh, Carrie Olson's ex-boyfriend, he's going to be staying in prison until 2054 now. So no early release, no nothing like that. Um, and so when I saw that email, and it was like five at night, like I texted you, I texted yeah. Elise, Elise is our, uh, helps me edit all of the podcasts and everything. I texted her and I'm like, we're changing the schedule, and I don't do that very often. I'm very much set in my ways. So, um, so yeah, we I recorded, and we, we added this and this, and we put it all together. But the Carrie Olson case, that one really, really shocked our area um, back in, you know, 2013, 2014, um, after she had gone missing and the search for her and everything. And um, that was one where we really didn't know where it was going to go. Right. Um, Everybody thought that, you know, maybe she was on Campbell's Island or uh, at Camden Park because that's where her last cell phone pinged. Right. Um, they looked at Campbell's Island. That's obviously, you know, a spot that's been searched before. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of those spots around town. And then for her body to be found in Minnesota yeah. six months later almost, yeah. like that was... It's like 300 miles away. Yeah. Yeah. And I... 
I was here at the time, and I remember like sending. I mean, we had Brittany Lewis go up, like like looking back at all the old stories that we did. Brittany Lewis, she was one of our former reporters. She goes up to Minnesota. We sent her there. She did mm-hmm. numerous stories there. Um, John and Angie, they're obviously the anchors for Good Morning Quad Cities. They were able to you know piece things together, uh, and it was just crazy to look back at just even in the last like five years yeah. um, of of everything. So, um, but what's really cool about having the technology that we do today and the ability to be in trials mm-hmm. is is that I went through a month worth of trial packages or stories <laughs> that we had done and be right. able to pull all the sound from you know the medical examiner and family and friends and witnesses and you know all this stuff so it's a very robust episode it's only 23 minutes which yeah. uh you know yeah, it's a little short yeah. you know for me with some people <laughs> but uh it definitely i i feel like it gets to the point and you don't have to hear my voice the whole time which eh, some people are like mm, please stop talking now can you please go swallow but somewhere I do, else i do think that people love i know i especially love to hear like that archival um, audio and be able to hear like key points of the case coming yeah. from that first person source. But yeah. I mean, and I that's, your and that's too, what it so. was with um, <laughs> when it came to um, the Adrian Reynolds episode is, is that, you know, I had to um, file a freedom of information request uh, to East Moline police. Right. And I, <laughs> I had to get this little flash drive, little purple flash drive um, with audio uh, between East Moline Police and Sarah Kolb. And it was within hours after Adrian Reynolds had gone missing. And to listen to that, I mean, I didn't even put all of it in. But to listen to everything and, and, oh, that was crazy. Because, I mean, she's like, I don't have my cell phone. It's dead right now. And I'm like, girl, you're walking around with a dead cell phone? like. And then you have to remember, oh, wait, it's 05. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen in <laughs> so 2019. Yeah. So it was very interesting. I mean, and there are a lot of other old cases that I'm hoping to tackle, you know, within the future where, you know, I'm trying to get some sound from a case from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if that's going to be possible. Right. Because it's probably, like, <laughs> rolling tape, you know? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Unable <laughs> to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I always think about that, too. It's like, you know... A lot of these cases are older. Mm-hmm. What do you what's do you know what the like most recent case that you are gonna do a podcast on is? Well, I'm hoping what I would really really like to do, and it, it sounds kind of crazy, but I would love to go um, up to either Dixon and cover the Matt Milby uh, trial. He was obviously he's the accused of trying to open fire at Dixon High School. Uh, But then the other case that I found um, really interesting is uh, Anna Schroeder and Rachel Helm. Um, They're like 15 years old, and uh, they're both accused of trying to, or killing uh, Anna Schroeder's mother, Peggy, Mm -hmm. uh, and then trying to cover it up by setting the house on fire. Jeez. And they're 15. Yikes. And so to break down that case, because there are a lot of unanswered questions. And I mean, this case is almost two years old now. So to be able to break that down, I feel like if I could sit there in the trial and actually, I think that that would just be really, really fascinating to, to break down. But who knows? Who knows what that, I mean, Carrie right now, Carrie Olson's case, that's the newest one for us um, right now uh, on my list. But you know, you never know. Yeah, crime is ever ever happening. It's yeah. it, it does not sleep. It unfortunately, it will not sleep. It's never gonna stop. Exactly. 
Which is definitely unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So we're getting some comments. Um, someone says to bring home Tiffany Johnson. Tiffany Johnson. We'll take note of that. We'll definitely look into it. Yeah, if there's, you can definitely um, throw names our way. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to dig in more because I've lived here my entire life, you know, but I've only lived in Davenport my whole life. Right. And if you understand, obviously, the Quad Cities, there's the Iowa side and there's the (laughs) Illinois side. So I might not know all of the cases. So, I mean, if you have names, I mean, I can definitely look into them and see what I can find. But, I mean, again, not a guarantee. Right. Yeah, I think that's so interesting, too, what you just said about, like, how you live in Davenport, but you may not know all the cases. Like, that's one thing about the Quad Cities. It's everybody does know everything, but at the same time, something slipped through. Yeah. And especially with true crime, you know, it happens every day. People Mm -hmm. unfortunately die and are in really unfortunate circumstances. And, you know, if it's so normalized, you know, mm-hmm. something that happens in Rock Island you may not hear about in East Moline or in Bettendorf. Because you were you were talking about one in Silvis. Uh, Mylan. Mylan. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I grew up in Mylan and um, Harriet Crandall, I think I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. She was 96 when she, her home was set on fire and she... Um, was murdered, and there is a billboard still in the town today that I used to drive by every single day on my way to high school growing up. And I always wanted more information about that, like what had actually happened. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, because like I up. said, I mean, <laughs> living in Davenport, I only know so many cases. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm only... Oh, God, I'm going to say my age here. <laughs> I'm only 27. I'm very young. I know. You are. Uh, but so to be, I don't know everything. And some of the cases I do know that are older than me, I mean, that's because of, obviously, stories from veteran reporters who used to work here or, you know, wanting to live in the murder house when we first moved down here from Wisconsin. And my yeah. parents go, we almost lived in the murder house in Davenport. And I'm right. like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Yeah, so let's see. What else do we have here? Um, Tyler Smith. Um, that sounds really familiar. Regards from Holland. What? I don't Holland? know if that actually means like abroad or close by. Okay, if you're from <laughs> Holland, hey, what up? That's amazing. Um, let's see. Keep asking us questions, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so speaking of the Holland thing, so if you're actually from Holland, Mm -hmm. wow, that's crazy. And uh, this podcast is obviously really crazy as it is because when it first launched with that Trudy episode, I was just like blown away by the response. Yeah. And I didn't realize just how much the area really wanted a podcast like this. Yeah. And then I, I had actually seen a comment and it was really interesting. The woman was like, I've been trying to reach out to this so-and-so podcast to get this covered and they never did it. Right. And I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> how you doing? Um, but what was really cool is, is that, you know, you're getting all these responses and yeah, some negative, but you know, mostly positive. And now, so we have now Trudy and we have Adrian. Well, and of course now Carrie, but the Adrian Reynolds episode was actually featured on 
a, a, another website, like not yeah. a news website, a website, right, which right. blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> it's vulture.com, so like vulture, like the bird. Uh, and it lists the missing and murdered in the Midwest as a, a Midwestern uh, podcast. Yeah, I think it was like top 10 true crime po- or top five true crime is, podcasts to listen to. Yeah. In yeah. like for so the, like the Midwest exciting. area. And so, and they wrote the nicest thing about it. And I was just like, no way. Yeah. It's kind of cool. <laughs> kind of cool. So, so I know I tapped into something that was really, really interesting. Yeah. It's something a lot of people want to know, but the scope of it is just crazy. So yeah. if you're from Holland, <laughs> What? What is happening? <laughs> I mean, we we have a, a tracker. So when you when you post on uh, the actual um, podcast themselves, we can send them from one, and it goes to like all the different streaming websites. And so we're able to kind of see, you know, oh, like where are our stats today? And it's yeah. like my obsession every morning. Um, but one of the things is like there are uh, people that are downloading from like Texas and New mm-hmm. York and California, and it's like Hawaii. And I'm like, wait. Why do you know the Quad Cities? But yeah. I think it's more along the lines of it's people a, it, care. It's a crime podcast, you yeah, know. It's a crime podcast, <laughs> and people care about you know these things that happen to mm-hmm. other people, and to like hearing their stories that are told. And I yeah. think that's a. I mean, I think it's a really valuable podcast, and I think that that's why it's such a big trend. Like trend mm-hmm. nowadays is these true crime podcasts, but especially when you have something that's specific and local and um, central to the area. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And there have been some really high-profile cases that happen here as they happen everywhere. Mm-hmm. But well, because originally, so I might, this might be a hint for next week. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but right now, my goal is to, I'm, I'm trying to reach out to the families and friends of those um, who may have known Adrian Reynolds and who might have known Carrie Olson. Because you got to understand, the interweb, the internet, um, it only has only so much information. Right. So I, I obviously am very young. I don't know Carrie. I don't know Adrian Reynolds. You know, I don't know who they were when they were here. And so this crime chat is to be able to give the opportunity to anybody who knew them, be able to sit down with you and say, who was she? What yeah. was she like? Um, and so right now, I'm, I mean, it's not really a call out, but I'm definitely, you know, reaching out to as many people as I can to get either one of their families to come and sit down with me. Um, but the next episode, the next Missing and Murdered episode, which will be two weeks from now, because we kind of go back to back. Right. The only reason I'm doing two today is because last week I didn't post. Yeah, we had a little hiatus last week. Yeah, so doing two and one today. Um, but the next Missing and Murdered episode, I was thinking of covering the Jennifer Lewis case, which is obviously better known as Stanley Liggins. Right. And isn't that sad? It is. It's really sad. That and you know his name yeah. better than her name. It and is. and it's I do and I sad. do talk about that. That, you know, it's it's really sad that she was so young mm-hmm. and he's had four different trials. Yeah. Four different trials before he was recently sentenced to life in prison right. again. And do you know the case? I know it. I mean, it's it, like you said, it's really unfortunate that the case is known as the Stanley Liggins case mm-hmm. because I mean, it is the case against him. Yep. Um, but that happens a lot like with the El Paso and Dayton shooting. Mm. 
a lot of people have been talking about, you know, why would you like publish like the shooters' names? Why would you publish their headshots? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you give publicity to these, you know, heinous people? And it is a really big toss-up, and it's it's hard because you can't really control how things are remembered. Mm-hmm. And that's the unfortunate part about like communication and (laughs) broadcasting in general. (laughs) Right. And especially in today's world. Yeah. Like you give out a piece of information and and people run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't not say these things, but yeah, it is a really delicate balance. And some stations in all honesty, some stations, yeah, they do have a policy in place where they're like, we're never naming people like this ever. And I totally get it. And then on the other hand, there's other stations who don't have a policy. Yeah. And it's more of along the lines of what do you feel comfortable with? Right. And so it really is a toss-up. Most stations nowadays, they'll do it once, mm-hmm. maybe twice, mm-hmm. so that people understand that this is, this is the person responsible. Yeah. But then after that, y- the name it's fades. Like the shooter, the gunman. Yeah. Or... And we leave it at that. Yeah. But it really depends. Yeah. It is unfortunate. All right. Um, I'm not seeing any other questions. All right. You think we should wrap up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Feeling yeah. good about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, th- I hope that people understand that my intentions with this podcast, both of them, both the full episodes and the bonus episodes, is not to bring light to situations. I don't. My My goal isn't to upset families or mm-hmm. anything like that. My... I. I've been in that spot before. It's not a very comfortable situation at all. My goal, especially with some of these cases, I mean, Trudy's case is still unsolved. Adrian Reynolds, both uh, Corey Gregory and Sarah Kolb, they're both trying to get out right now. They've both filed appeals. It's still active. Like, these people are still around. Yes. And, of course, the Olsen case. That's the whole point. Yeah. Just because someone has died... Um, doesn't mean that family isn't still around. Doesn't mean yes. people responsible for that incident aren't still around. Exactly. So my goal isn't to make people upset. Yeah. And I don't want to drudge up the past. But when you have a case that's open, like Adrian Reynolds' case, where it's going to go back in the courts again. Yeah. Um, with the Olson case, that that appeal was just reaffirmed on right. Monday. Right. Um, you know, some of these cases, yeah, they're still very much active today. Then you have other cases that, yeah, I'm going to pull off a shelf yeah. because I feel like they're really interesting and it's really amazing to look back at this was a crime. Yeah, and what happened? What happened to our area? What yeah. is going on? Exactly. And, I mean, if you're a history buff like me, you know, you <laughs> definitely get into it. But um, And then the other thing, too, is, and that's why I also created Crime Chat. So I want families to know and I want friends to know that if you're upset with me, come talk. <laughs> yeah, you, come use talk a mic and come yell at me. I'm fine <laughs> with that. I feel like we we should have those conversations. And it's not about what happened then. It's what's happening now. Yeah. How are you? You know what I mean? How are how's your family? Yeah. You know, who was this person? Yeah. Let's, what was it like after and the years after? Yeah. I mean, w- when you're in that spot, you know, while the you know the media might fall away, or maybe you know the the mass hysteria of these crimes go away. You're still in it as a as a victim, as yeah. a as a family member of a victim. So yeah. you're still I, here. Yeah, and I would love to give people more of a voice. Now, yeah, it might not feel like it's a lot, but it's honestly the best I can do. Yeah, because I'm not a reporter. So. <laughs> 
So I hope people keep listening in and keep tuning in. I hope that, you know, you keep following along. A lot more cases are already coming up. I already have like a dozen written. I have two recorded. We got more crime chats on the way, hopefully, if people call me back. Um, <laughs> but I, I hope that you keep following along with this journey because, man, oh, man, I, I thank every single one of you that have listened and, and will continue to listen. And, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, in the future maybe after another maybe 12 episodes or so, yeah. uh, we'll do another one of these. Because I, 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 I like this. Yeah. Meet me. Yeah. You don't see me. I, I work <laughs> 10 at night to 7.30 in the morning, so you don't see me. So <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, like Toria said, we really value you guys' your opinions, your feedback, um, cases that you want us to cover and look into. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. So. Yeah. Keep them coming. Keep the tips coming and the emails. So, yeah. Thanks for hanging. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Bye. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.